0: Welcome to Letters to Women, a podcast where we explore and embrace what it means to live out the feminine genius in our daily lives as Catholic women. I'm Chloe Linger, and in today's episode, Emily Tate and I are having a conversation about being intentional with our Advent, intentional with our gift giving, and intentional with our traditions in this season. Many of us are blessed with memories of just really perfect gifts that were given to us. This past summer, one of my friends gave me the most beautiful birthday gifts that included a book on gardening a book on growing in joy, and a book of cello music, plus a gift card to my favorite local coffee shop. I felt so seen and loved by her. She had seen all of my interests and my loves and combined them so perfectly. You may also have memories around gifts that you've given, maybe to your best friend, your siblings, a spouse, something that brought you so much joy to put together for them and that you loved maybe seeing them unwrap. In a season where it's very easy to get caught up in the to-do list aspect of gift giving or the commercialized gift giving that we sometimes find ourselves in, this conversation with Emily was so refreshing and just such a fun way to start off this Advent season. If you are staring at a list of people who you want to give a gift to this Christmas and wondering how to honor those friendships and relationships well with a very intentional gift, Sister, this letter is for you. Before we dive in, I want to let you know a little bit about the sponsor for today's episode, which is Be Rooted Bead Co. If you're looking for the perfect stocking stuffer or a gift for the friend that maybe you're getting together with for coffee this Christmas season, you should grab a few of the bracelets that Madison designs over at Be Rooted Bead Co., These are the most gorgeous, durable, fun little layering bracelets. I've had so much fun picking out bracelets that represents my own passions and my devotions, but I found that it's even more fun to get these bracelets for someone that you love and really honor their story too. All of the bracelets at Be Rooted Bead Co. are handmade with love and attention to detail. You can find all of Madison's work at BeRootedBeadCo.com and make sure to use the code chloe 15 C H. L-O-E-1-5 at checkout for 15% off your purchase. Let's dive into this conversation with Emily. I'm welcoming to the podcast, Emily Tate. She is the founder and owner of Pillar and Pearl, which curates Catholic gift boxes. She lives in Northern Virginia with her husband, Jake, and their two children, Ezra and Miriam. She spends her days playing with trucks, reading books, and going on walks and works on her company while her little sleep. Emily, welcome to Letters to Women. It's so good to have you on the show.
1: Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be
0: here. Oh, I'm excited to have you on. In today's episode, we're going to be talking a lot about your company, Pillar & Pearl, but we're also going to chat about what it means to be present and intentional during Advent, and as well as to talk about some of your favorite gift-giving traditions. But before we start, Emily, can you tell us about your story as a Catholic woman?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So um, I am actually a cradle Catholic, so I've been Catholic my whole life. I have been super blessed with an awesome Catholic family, even Catholic grandparents. So I had a really good example of the faith set for me from a really young age. Uh, I attended Catholic high school, Catholic college. My current husband and I started dating in high school, but he is a convert to the faith. So he converted when he was 12 with his siblings. Yes. So we attended um, Catholic college together and we got engaged, but it's been It's been a huge part of my kind of faith journey to have him as a convert and his experience just because it's totally different from that of a cradle Catholic. So that's been kind of fun and has really helped me grow in my faith as well. You know, things you kind of get complacent with as a cradle Catholic, things you take for granted. Um, It really, you can see them with new eyes as as someone who's married to a convert. So that's been awesome. So now we are, we've been married for almost five years now um, and we have two kids and one on the way. So we're we are we're part of the the same parish that we got married in, that we grew up in. Um, we live right near our family. So that's, that's all super cool.
0: I think, too, with your husband being a convert, you said 12. That would be really interesting, raising your own littles now and him not having the experience of necessarily like up until 12 being in a Catholic home. And so it must be really neat for you guys to learn how to incorporate the faith into your own lives and your family today.
1: Yes, for sure. So he has been super interested in... Learning about traditions that littles can take part of because obviously that wasn't part of his upbringing, but also he he just brings a unique unique perspective because he really he really took control of his own faith at such a young age and he was he was influenced by his older siblings but he really he really took ownership of that at an age when most people probably wouldn't even think you could take ownership of that so that's been an awesome example for our kids to see that you know you don't you don't have to be you don't have to be an adult to to learn your faith and to know it and to live it which has been really awesome
0: yeah that's beautiful i'm trying to think of like what i was doing at 12 as a cradle catholic and I probably was not taking charge of my faith so that's oh my really gosh beautiful. i know <laughs> not i not even close all the time <laughs> <laughs> oh man fresh out of confirmation just trying to figure things out so that's that's beautiful to have him as a yeah as a husband and as a dad that's just absolutely wonderful Yes, it is. We are super blessed. That's so good. So, Emily, I first encountered you through Instagram as the founder and owner of Pillar & Pearl, which offers curated Catholic gift boxes filled with unique and handmade goods made by Catholic artisans. Where did the idea for Pillar & Pearl come from, and what inspired you to start the company?
1: So it was kind of an idea my husband and I dreamed up together, and we, we talked about it after the kids would go to bed for like almost a year, really, and we would, we would just, we, my husband read this book called um, a, history of the, a History of the Church in a Hundred Objects. And it was all about all these different items that have been important to the history of the church. So all different kinds of things like the Dead Sea Scrolls and, you know, ancient artifacts, but then also modern stuff. So that book, he was like, oh my gosh, I didn't, as a convert, you know, I never realized how many uses there are for things in the church and in the faith. And that was kind of something that I hadn't ever really thought of a lot either. Like as a couple, when we were early married, our, our style was very minimalist. So we didn't we didn't do a ton of decorations, we didn't do a lot of like stuff. So so the thought of Catholic stuff in particular being really valuable and enriching to the faith was something that totally like captivated both of us. So we we went back and forth about all these different ideas we had for for boxes that spoke to different devotions, or you know, to saints, or to Mary, and to different occasions and sacraments, and we finally just decided to kind of take the leap. Um, I previously ran a um, wedding invitation business. You know, when I when I got pregnant with my son, I was like, I don't want to work outside the home anymore. So I started doing wedding invitations for friends and family, just as kind of a design outlet. So I had done that for like a year, and I liked it, but but I my it wasn't really like I, I really wanted to be doing something that was faith based. So I decided to kind of shut that down, even though it was it was doing well. But I decided to kind of shut that down, and then last December we just decided to to kind of take the leap, and we started buying different things from Catholic makers and putting them together, and it just kind of snowballed from there, which was really fun.
0: That's so fun. I love how with Pillar and Pearl there is such a variety of boxes too. Like you were mentioning, like there's boxes for any kind of devotion and any kind of like vein of Catholicism that you can think of, and it's just I love the variety that is represented there
1: yeah that, and that's been that's been honestly the best part about this has been just meeting all these different Catholic makers who are so talented and so inspired by so many different aspects of the faith to create something beautiful and use their talents in a way that glorifies God just getting to meet all these people like we we work with over a hundred of these Catholic businesses now and it's it really has just been it's been super Super valuable just to my life to get to experience all of their witness to faith and how they all look so different, but it's also like powerful and beautiful at the same time.
0: Yeah, let's dive into more about your work with Catholic Artisans, because I think listeners are going to recognize a lot of the companies that you work with, whether from Catholic Instagram or from this podcast, like Pink Salt Riot with Jill Simon, Corda with Anna Camacho, Be a Heart Design with Erica, Big Apple Catholic, so many beautiful companies that are just really beautifully represented in these boxes. What does it look like for you to curate and build those collections? I know we're going to talk about boxes that are curated by other women um, here in a second. But for the boxes that you curate, what does that look like to build those boxes, to build those collections? Yeah. And to discover these Catholic artisans?
1: Yeah. So Instagram honestly has been my biggest tool. Like that was how I started was that I just started up an Instagram and I started following. I think in my first week I followed like, I don't even know, a thousand different Catholic influencers and Catholic businesses and anybody just who was living and witnessing that in that Catholic world, um, that social media world. And I would just start, I just started reaching out to people, telling them my idea and seeing if anybody was interested in contributing their products in this way and kind of taking a chance on this new, this new Catholic gift box model. And I got a a lot of people, the, the response was so, so encouraging because I felt like I was way out of my league, um, and everyone was so so kind and was so willing to send products and offer me discounts and you know get the products in my hands so that I could start building them into boxes and and having them photographed and things like that and that was honestly the best part. I have I have a total night in my mind where I sat with all these products in front of me and was just like oh my gosh look at this like it's also beautiful and things really started coming together. You know we matched like our de Guadalupe things together and Saint Therese things together and we started kind of building up. I really didn't, I didn't pick products with boxes in mind first. I just kind of got the product and let what I got take me, you know, um, take me to where where, where I thought the, the boxes would go. Um, so that that was cool because it was just what was popular. You know, what, what people had to go to was very obvious, you know, because I would say, what are your best sellers? You know, what do people like? And companies would send me those items. And what we came up with was, is a lot of what we have now. Um, so that was, that, it was so fun to build it in that way. It was, it was honestly the best.
0: That's so fun. I think that speaks so beautifully into authentic Catholic friendship where it's a spirit of collaboration and recognizing the beauty and talents of others instead of that kind of the spirit of competition or comparison, how, yeah, how beautifully collaborative I think those boxes are. It's just so fun to see all of these, like all the circles of people that I know really just kind of merging into one place with pillar and pearls. Absolutely beautiful.
1: Yes, and that I know that and that's been so fun, because I, I had never experienced social media to be just innately positive in that way. Um, You know, I I had always just had my own personal social media, I'd never, you know, delved into this specifically Catholic community that that does exist on social media. So that was totally eye opening to me to be like, Oh, my gosh, all of these people are are like minded. And and even if there are differences, like everybody's respectful and kind and loving and so supportive and Mm -hmm. That was it. Was like totally, totally eye opening to me when I first when I started kind of diving into there because I was contacting them with like thirty, forty followers. Like I, I, I had just started, and still they. People were willing to be like, yes, you have this cool idea. Like, let's let's go with it. And I, I'm still so grateful that all of these companies took a chance on me in the beginning so that they, we could build something together.
0: Yeah, it reminds me of when I started this podcast where it was like, I'm just starting. There's no way that, you know, this person's going to want to be on this show. It's just such a small thing. And for people to just be like, no, right. that sounds beautiful. Let's go for it. It's just so encouraging as a Catholic woman to be like, all right, I'm not in this alone. People are here and, and there is support here. And there's just such a, it just gives so much of a freedom to be able to pursue something that, that you're dreaming about.
1: Yes. Yes. And I always try and keep that in mind as we grow and, and move forward. You know, we have big dreams for the company, but I always am like, just still take chances on people that come and they're, they might be small now, but they have these big dreams. Like I, I want to always listen to these women, especially who have these awesome ideas. Like, cause even if they're just starting out, it's, it's such a good place to build something beautiful. And I never want to I, I want to be able to give back and do the same for others what people did for me, which was so encouraging.
0: Yeah, that's so beautiful to like kind of be on the other side of things where people have you know in the beginning we're hearing about your ideas and sending you things and and getting to know you as as you were starting out, but then to also be like on the flip side, as people I, I'm assuming like are reaching out to you to collaborate with you now and to be able to say like, oh yeah, the there's the thirty forty follower account. I know what that, I've been there. I know what that's like.
1: Right. Exactly. Yeah. And I just I want to be in the position where we are at a point where I can you know, purchase these bulk orders wholesale from all these Catholic makers and really support their businesses through mine so that, so that, you know, the, the more boxes I sell, the more I can purchase from them. And it can just kind of be something that helps people grow and get noticed and, and everything like that. Because I know the social media world can feel like overwhelming and toxic and, and inundated with the same kinds of things, but, but, it really is a good place to find your voice if you if you have the right the right support. So I hope that I can support people like that one day, like people did
0: me. Oh, I love that. I know I think you're doing a phenomenal job. I think uh, one thing that I have loved about Pillar and Pearl, and really how again I I got to know you through Instagram, but it was through someone who curated a box with you. So Pillar and Pearl has a ton of beautiful boxes and collections, and some are curated by you, which were the ones we were talking about, but others are curated by other Catholic women who, again, I think listeners are going to recognize either from the Letters to Women podcast or the book, Mary Lindenberg, Emily Frazee, Megan Ashley. Um, Tell me more about what it's like to collaborate with different women as they curate a box, what that process looks like, and why curated collections are part of what you decided to offer through Pillar and Pearl.
1: Yeah, so that has been one of the absolute best parts. It has been a, a favorite thing of mine. And I don't even remember why. I think I had this idea in the shower. That's right. I do have like that idea. <laughs> all ideas, the best okay. ideas. Come to the shower. <laughs> yes. Um, and and I, I remember I said to my husband, I was like, I think I want to start reaching out to some of these people who who have a big audience in the Catholic world. You know, I I was so inspired by all these different women from all these different walks of life who who speak to their own personal faith and their own kind of brand of Catholicism and the way they worship and the way they share about their faith, you know, they all do it a little bit differently and they have their personal devotions or their, their things that are important to them. And they have followers who, who clearly, you know, think the same way. Um, and, And it was different than mine, you know, you know, it was something that I hadn't thought of or, or things like that. So I started just sending mass Instagram messages to all these different Catholic role models, Catholic women, um, and saying, you know, would you be interested in curating a box for Pillar & Pearl with items that speak to you? You know, I want each box to really feel like the person who curated it, um, because that's obviously speaking to so many women who are inspired by you. So I really wanted each box that, that each curator was coming up with to be um, to just, just to feel like them, you know, to speak to their mission and their message. So people started getting back to me and were, we're interested in doing that, you know, everybody everybody, all these women want to share. That's why people are on social media. They want to share, you know, the beauties of the faith that they have found and, and the things that work for them and the things that don't. So so I would send people a list of the companies I worked with and let them go through and just pick products that they that they liked and put together a box and it was the best to see what women would come up with. Because it was like I would never have thought of putting these things together and yet it's something that like resonated with so many people and was so beautiful. And so it was, it was like so humbling and inspiring to get other, you know, feminine genius behind these boxes. Like I, they, they couldn't exist if I just did it by myself because my own creativity has like limits, you know? Um, So it was, it's, it's the best. Every time someone comes back to me with like, Oh, you know, I think my box would be this theme and I would have this product. I'm always like, blown away. Like, yes, of course. It's perfect. It's so you. It's great. I always love it. Um, and, and people seem to love it too, which is, yeah, it's really
0: great. Yeah, I love it. It's like some of my favorite podcasts, especially during um, COVID have been ones where they're like, what I bought during quarantine or like my top picks for <laughs> like this random thing that is so fascinating, like oh, my top favorite books, my top favorite candles. And I just love the curated boxes because it's like, in some ways, it's kind of getting a peek into like, well, I, I bet this is what their home looks like. You know, you walk in and you're like, oh, that's their favorite candle. And that's the book they love to read. And this is the jewelry right. that they always wear. And it's just them you just recognize it, it just has their their vibe and it's just so fun because I, I love as especially as you do kind of these sneak peek reveals as curated boxes come through where it's like yes who do you think did this and it's just so fun. Who do you think curated this box with sneak peeks of what's inside the box and it is so fun to guess the person behind the box and it's just wonderful.
1: Yes, I love that too. I love seeing how the boxes end up reflecting the women that have created them. Like it's it's awesome. It's been so cool to see.
0: So we are chatting pre-Advent, but by the time that this episode hits podcast players, we're going to be about a week into the Advent season. And it's a, yeah. it's a season that for all the Intention and trying that I do usually ends up being more hectic and hurried than silent and reflective. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure I'm not alone in this. <laughs> no, I yes, I imagine that's that's pretty <laughs> universal. Do you have for listeners any tips for women who are listening and wondering how they can be more intentional, especially when it comes to gift giving, but also while keeping things in perspective and remembering what the purpose of of Advent is—that it's not just this countdown to Christmas, but it's really just a season to reflect and, and reflect on hope.
1: Yes. Um, so I'm totally guilty of this as well, and I can already feel it happening to me as we approach the Advent and Christmas. Um, and I, I'm actually a little bit worried about it this year, especially running a gift-based business, just because I know I'm going to be busier. And I really want to do what you're saying, which is to be purposeful and intentional with my, my time and the way I spend it and how I, how I give gifts to people and everything like that. Um, so one thing we've started doing as a family is I got the, I got Kendra Tierney's book, The Catholic All Year book, yes. and that has been immensely helpful because she has so many good ideas for how to purposely involve the faith in your day-to-day life and to celebrate all the different feasts as they come and all the different periods of preparation. So I just got the book and we just kind of started working through it, but, but we plan to use that a lot during Advent and the Christmas season um just to kind of just to kind of center ourselves in what the season is is about. You know, that, that ends up becoming a cliche, you know, reason for the season and all of that. But but it you know, you do really want to want to do that and focus. Um and the other thing which I was just talking to um Lorraine Bennett, who's the author of the Temperament books. Yes. Yeah, so she actually her daughter Lucy was my very best high school friend and remains my best best friend. So she she is like a second mom to me. Um, so I was chatting with her about this exact thing. And we are, this is like a total sneak peek. I don't even know if I will have announced this by this time, by the time this airs, but we are working on a, a set of gift boxes that are inspired by the temperament book. Um, so, yes, yeah, so one for each temperament. And she helped me come up with this little gift guide, which probably will be released by the time this airs, um, about how to gift by temperament. So so to acknowledge the, yeah, so to acknowledge the temperament of the person who you are giving a gift to and to really kind of intentionally pick a gift that would cater to them based on who they are and what they like and what their personality dictates that they would enjoy as a gift. So that has been so eye-opening to hear her feedback on on this, the, this exact topic. Like the temperaments are always so interesting to me. I love like the quizzes. I love realizing what temperaments people are and i think that's a big part of intentional gift giving just it just involves like an acknowledgement of who the person is who you are hoping to to show love to by with a gift um it really it really is going to make the person feel the most loved and the most appreciated and the most grateful for the gifts that you're giving if if you've done that if you've kind of acknowledged who they are and what they might like and really put some thought into into you know, it's just into them um, as you're as you're preparing their gifts for them. So these boxes are going to be so cool. Oh gosh, I'm, so I'm so excited. Pumped. Oh, that's yes, so fun. I'm so excited about them.
0: Yeah, I am a personality type chunky All the quizzes, all the things. But the temperaments yes. is the one that I have landed on as like the most accurate representation and description of a bulk of my personality and so I just love it it's like taking the five love languages on steroids because it's just so in-depth and just yeah. recognizes the complexity of people and so I just yeah I like okay the five love languages like oh this person's a physical touch person I should give them something that's like warm and fuzzy and something they can right. hold but which is great and such a good starting spot but then to dig in to be like and they're phlegmatic which means they're super chill and laid back and so that means that it just man that yeah. just takes intentionality to a whole nother level exactly exactly I love that mm, that's so fun yeah I think just to yeah like, like what you were saying like it's it's really just that beauty that comes from the intentional gift is that recognition of the person like to have friends who whether they mentioned something and you remembered it or you know an aspect of their personality that they may not even be aware of um it's just such a fun way to recognize the beauty of that friendship in your life
1: yes and, and I like it because it 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 really identifies you know what makes them them what makes them unique but then there's also kind of this aspect of of recognizing what makes uh, people similar you know which is which is been inspiring with these boxes as well you know people share devotions to yeah. our lady star of the sea or to to saint maximilian colby or you know just all these little things that unite people who might have devotions for totally different reasons but same as the temperament things you know you can you can relate to like a fellow melancholic or a fellow sanguine or acknowledge the differences of someone who has a totally different personality type than you. So, yeah, I, I love that as a, as a way to kind of intentionally gift based on who the person is. Um, I'm hoping to really do that this year with, with how I give
0: gifts, too. I'm pumped. I'm going to have my eyes peeled for a melancholic box to see what that looks like because I'm just uh... – <laughs> Yeah, I don't know what it'll look like. But I'm super pumped. That's so fun. That's yes. such a brilliant idea. Uh, and then to bear with Lorraine and her advice, like she is so good when it comes to temperaments. That's the perfect person to collaborate with. Holy smokes, she's the best.
1: She, I yes, she was sending me like email after email with ideas. They just like flood out of her, and I, I, can't, <laughs> I can't even keep up. I'm like, oh my gosh, yeah,
0: all of this. yes. <laughs> oh but man, that just taps back into what we were sharing before, right? Like when you open this aspect of someone's. Um, what they're passionate about, what they're devoted to, where it's just, then you just get to kind of sit back and, and be in awe of how passionate they are about a subject and their feminine genius surrounding it. So that's just so fun. Yes, oh, I totally agree. We're getting closer. So as we we get closer to, to Christmas and as we're abiding in the season of Advent and, and you're reflecting on maybe gift traditions in your own family or maybe traditions that you started with your littles when it comes to both giving and receiving gifts in the season, do you have any favorite gift-giving gift traditions in your own family?
1: So we, as a as a nuclear family, we're just kind of starting out because my littles are so, so young. And I'm part of it. So I'm the oldest of six. So for the first few years of our marriage, we kind of did Christmas with my family still because my my youngest sibling is only 12. So he, you know, we still did Christmas morning and everything with him because he was still so young. And, and my family, you know, my siblings and my my parents, we had such rich traditions that we all like totally clung to. <laughs> um, so even when we got married, I didn't really want to let those go. So last year and, and this first year is the this year are the kind of the first years that we're we're branching out into our own family traditions as a nuclear family with my husband and I and our children and and that's been really cool to just kind of see how that evolves. Um so I don't I don't even I'm not quite sure yet what my little will want to do this year. My my son is really um tradition driven. He loves that. So I so I think we might try and do a Jesse tree or, or things like that um, just to – we definitely do an Advent wreath, things like that to kind of prepare for the season. And then I always include my – I've included my kids since they've been born in our gifting process, so in the way we we prepare our gifts for other people. So last year, my son made ornaments, and we attached them to all the gifts that we gave so that he had a part in it. And it was so special for him. He loved it. He loved participating and I like that because it made it just as much about gifting as it is about you know giving as it is about receiving. And I think that's a, that's kind of a tricky balance with with toddlers, especially because I, I've seen a, through their birthdays this year that it's become a lot more about receiving the gift. So I'm hoping that we can kind of we can kind of keep that focus on on giving and receiving um,
0: <laughs> this year. Oh, uh, that's so, that's beautiful. I love too how I, I'm the oldest of eight. My littlest sister is is eight and so kind of that's oh a very familiar um scene that you're describing where it's where it's kind of you know, you're you're growing your own family and you have your spouse now and at the same time it's like I, we, especially for Christmas, I think for people, there's so much beauty and memory wrapped up in these traditions of nuclear family things. And so it's, it's very hard to kind of navigate, like, what do I want my, this new nuclear family to look like and which traditions to bring over and how to still be involved and, and present with my siblings and my parents, but also honor my spouse and now kids. And yeah, it's just, right. Uh, it's like a really, it's exhilarating and exciting because there's this freedom in it. Like, Oh, we get to pick what traditions and and what our Christmas is going to look like. But at the same time, it's also like saying goodbye to what Christmas used to look like. So it's this bittersweet moment. So yeah, I totally know what that's like.
1: Yes, exactly. That's, that's totally, totally how we feel. And it is, it's kind of just, it's bittersweet because it's good and bad. It's been lovely to come up with new traditions, but but I even still, I mean, I've been married for five years, even still, I'm like, yeah, but we're gonna go to my parents' house and do whatever we always do, right? <laughs> like, I can't even let it go.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's totally fine. I, I will be, it will take a lot for me to let go of a lot of the, yeah, those Christmas traditions that I yeah. grew up with this, because it's yeah, just Christmas iconic Christmas. It yep. means so much. Yep, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so good. Especially when, yeah, especially when littles are so little too, right? You have tiny littles. I have tiny littles and it's just fun to think, well, what will Christmas look like in five years where that's just going to look completely different because they're, they grow up and it's just like almost every Christmas is so fun with kids as they go through these stages of development because it's like a brand new Christmas every time. Like they'll remember some things and then you add new things in. It's just really fun. Yes, it is. It's so fun. Do you have any favorite memories of an, an intentional gift that someone gave to you, um, whether it was growing up or recently, and and what made that special to receive?
1: Yeah, um, I, I was thinking about this question a lot because because I you know I was just contemplating gifts I've received over the years and and I remember a lot of them and so many of them are special but the ones that really stuck out were so my grandfather um, he gifted me a guitar when I turned I, I had my birthday's near Christmas so I just turned eleven and he gave me a, guita- a guitar which was super special because he plays guitar. So it was kind of him passing on his tradition and he wanted to teach me how to play. So that was really, really special. And I mean, even still whenever we go there, we bring our guitars and we play together. And that was just a really, really fun because it was him wanting to pass on something to me that he loved and, and that was part of the thing that made it really special. Um, But I was also just thinking about my husband. My husband is the best intentional gift giver He, I feel like he must from like June on start whenever I say like, oh, it'd be nice to have a whatever. He must like catalog it somewhere because on Christmas, I never know what he's purchased. He's super good at keeping it a surprise. In fact, I said something the other day, I was like, it alarms me how you can hide things in the house that I don't find. Like how, how do you find these spots? I'm the one who like cleans and puts everything away. Like I know where everything is. How do you have these hiding spots? But anyway on Christmas on Christmas morning I'm always like, Oh my gosh, and I this is exactly what I had wanted and I said that I needed this and he just he must just make a list when I'm talking of random things <laughs> that come into my mind that I would like. Because he's he's really good about about getting things that are practical and meaningful and and so that's always really fun. And it makes it hard for me because then I'm like, Oh my gosh, what right. am I gonna get to him? I have, to be, I have to, you know, compete with this good <laughs> gift giving.
0: I'm impressed with the house hiding spots like that is just impressive. I need his tips because my, my husband's birthday was in October. And so, um, yeah, like we, our house does not have very many hiding spots. And I, I'm right, the worst. At, I I'm also the worst at keeping secrets. So on his birthday, when he opened his gift, he's like, do you know where I hid that? For a month in the Ottoman. <laughs> like, oh, shoot. <laughs> There that. <laughs> like, I can't use it again. <laughs> exactly So, the first place I'll check if he's getting sneaky but that's just so beautiful to be I don't know I think it's just really beautiful for a spouse to be that intentional when it comes to gifts because like it's I mean it's like we've been talking this whole time it just shows listening and, and acknowledging what the other needs and then also like their desires and what they want and that's just absolutely beautiful
1: yeah and I, I feel like it's gonna be tricky to gift as spouses because especially once we got married and we had Jobs and and more money than we had when we dated in college or high school. Obviously, um, it just it just becomes like we just are able to just get the things we need. You know, if it's a kitchen tool or a or a new piece of clothing or shoes or whatever, we usually are just able to just buy it as we need it. So then, so then to to have a at the at a gift giving time like Christmas, it can be tricky. Um, because I, a lot of things, especially when I'm shopping for my husband, I'm like, yeah, but if he really wanted this, wouldn't he already, he already just bought it for himself. He makes all the money, like when he just purchase it. So that can be
0: hard to come up with
1: something that, that he wants, but that he has, has reserved for himself as like, you know, a treat. It's tricky. It can be such a tricky thing to do.
0: It is. But it's, it's, yeah. It's like almost this puzzle to put together. Like, okay, what would, yes. what would fit all yeah. of those categories? It's just so much fun, but you're right. Like when you have like that, if there's expendable income that's opened up, especially after high school and college, holy smokes, uh, Right? it's like, oh, no. yeah, this is a totally different world than I remember when we, when my husband and I were dating in college where the gifts were super simple and just what it was a spatula. Yeah. It's what we needed. <laughs> yep. Right. Exactly. Oh, man. What a season though. It's just such a, yeah, what a joy and a gift and a blessing to, to have that as a, as a fun challenge to put together. Then it just makes yes. Christmas more about learning about the other person and the gift that they are, especially as a spouse.
1: Yes, exactly. Oh,
0: that's so good. Well, I know we are just scratching the surface of all the good things that are in Pillar and Pearl, and as much as I w- could love to sit and chat about it for another 2 hours, I'm never going to do <laughs> it justice um, because it's such a beautiful visual gift. So, for listeners who are like, "All right, where can we find these? Where can listeners find out more about Pillar and Pearl?"
1: Yeah, so we have a website. It's it's easy. It's just pillarandpearl.com. And then also my Instagram, which is the same, just pillar and pearl. We post a lot of our stuff on there. Um, we have an email list and we do blogs sometimes and, and everything like that. So those are the two best places to find out more about our, our boxes and what we're offering and new things that are coming. And we're, we're, we launch new stuff all the time. So those, those would be the best places to look.
0: Perfect. And I will include those in the show notes. So you can just scroll down as you're listening and, and click on those and explore your you guys' Instagram is one of my absolute favorite things to follow on on that social media. Platform. Oh, so, thank you. Yeah, that is so nice. I love it. Yeah, Emily, this is a we've been having this wonderful conversation. And I think the feminine genius has popped up quite a few times. And, and you can trace a thread about the feminine genius throughout the entire thing. But, but the one question that I ask any woman who comes on the podcast is this one. How do you live out the feminine genius as a woman who finds joy in discovering amazing Catholic creators and then uniting their products in these beautiful, cohesive collective boxes?
1: Yeah, I actually I think about this a lot and how the the career, the you know side hustle that I've chosen because my first vocation is a stay at home mom, but this this business that we've started, I think a lot about how it unites to my vocation, because it is hard, you know, I have two toddlers, I'm pregnant with my third, they're going to be, we're going to have three, you know, littles, and there's not a lot of time, free time to be had, um, so it is a sacrifice, and it is, it is hard, there's some days where I'm like, oh my gosh, should I just literally can the whole thing, like I, this, is this too hard, you know, because there are days that go like that, where it's just like nothing works out, and I have to stay up super late to get it done, and, and it feels really taxing, but but even when I feel like that, I always just come back to that. You know, this this wasn't my plan. I went I went to school for occupational therapy, so I was a health and bio major. I was on a total like health track. I was going to do either occupational therapy or chiropractic. So I didn't take any marketing, business, design. I took none of that in high school or in college. I was on a totally different path. So often I'm like, oh my gosh, I have this I have this college education that I'm not even using. You know, I, I can get kind of bogged down and, in whether or not this is the right fit for me but but i was i've been so inspired inspired especially recently by this the whole the, with the election of amy coney barrett and all of that and all these people talking about how babies and dreams can can coincide and can, can make each other better um, and that's been that has been kind of like what always what i always come back to when i when i feel discouraged or when i feel like is this is what i'm supposed to be doing um, I wouldn't be doing this at all if it wasn't for my kids. You know, this whole company was born from the fact that I wanted to stay home with them. I wanted to be there for them, to be a stay-at-home mom, to be present to my family and to my husband that I didn't want to work outside the home. And I was lucky enough to have the the liberty to be able to make that choice. and And so to decide to do this on the side... It, it really, it really, by by exercising that like feminine genius and giving myself this creative outlet and this way to collaborate with other women, it really does does make me better as a mom and as a wife and just as a person like to to be inspired by these other people and to have an outlet in this way that helps me grow in my faith and help others grow in their faith and I really I always come back to that I, I hope and pray that it it enriches my family in that way as well. Um, and I, I guess I, I guess I don't don't know for sure, but but that's always my hope, and what I always come back to is just that I wouldn't be doing this if it wasn't for my kids, and I do it all for them. And because my vocation is as a woman, as a wife, and a mom, and and the way that 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 works together with this career that I've chosen, it always just ties together, and and one can benefit the other, and that's always what what kind of encourages me when I feel.
0: When I feel frustrated by it
1: being
0: hard. <laughs> no, that's such a good reminder as a fellow mom of little littles in the trenches of nap strikes and high chairs. Man, yeah. it, like it's just such a good reminder that, that it doesn't, it's not a competition between the thing that, that whether it's part time work from home or whatever that looks like in your life as a mom, that it can really be supportive. And I love how you said it, you know, it's made me a better, a better mom, a better wife, a better woman. And just for that to be something that or like, that's the role it's playing in your life is such a good thing. I love that. Well, thanks so much for coming on Letters to Women, Emily, and sharing your story. This has been beautiful. I have loved getting to know more about the origin story of Pillar and Pearl. And yeah, we'll just enjoy continuing to follow you and see what new boxes are, are coming our way.
1: Yes, thank you so much. It's been an honor to be on because I love I love what you're doing too. So this has been awesome.
0: Hey, thanks for listening to today's episode of Letters to Women. If you head over to oldfashionedgirlblog.com or just scroll down in your podcast player, you can take a look at the show notes for today's episode. There you'll find links to Pillar and Pearl's website and Instagram. And I was not kidding when I said that Emily's account is one of my favorites to follow on Instagram. You're going to want to make sure that you watch all of her stories and turn on post notifications for those beautiful gift boxes. I'm also going to include a link to Kendra Tierney's book on liturgical living that Emily mentioned. It is a great place to start if you're creating traditions with your family and you don't know where to begin when it comes to liturgical living because Kendra Tierney is the queen of liturgical living and such a great resource. So make sure to check that book out. I know there is one more episode that I'll have with you before Christmas. It's gonna be on the art of homemaking, but this is a season of the year that can be so beautifully filled with family and friends, or maybe, hopefully, peace and silence and reflection. So if I don't see you until the new year, know of all my prayers for a peaceful, joy-filled Advent and Christmas season for you and yours. It has been such an honor to journey with you in the Feminine Genius this year, and I'm beyond excited to continue the conversations in 2021. So Merry Christmas, and until next time, friend, be not afraid.